Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Night Brigade presents Agent Stoker, created by Chris Connor and Brian Nelson. Episode 201, Restoration. This is Agent Stoker. And the ghost of Agent Caliban. Really? That's how you're going to introduce yourself in our reports from now on? The full story takes time. We're making this report from the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Yesterday, we sent in all my reports from my travels across the country, which... I'd saved up until I knew where to submit them, once I had Agent Caliban back at my side. As a supernatural presence in your cell phone. Hmm. And since we'd had the blessing of Rose, one of the directors of the Night Brigade, it felt safe to submit those reports at long last, tracking all the paranormal events that might be leading to the apocalypse. We didn't realize that the very act of submitting the reports might change everything we knew. Or thought we knew. And I want to take this opportunity to say that I believe we have not killed anyone in the last day, despite how it might appear. And I want to say that I hope you're right. I keep asking myself what could have been done differently. But it's like we had no choice from the moment we entered that bookstore. I was driving home to Baltimore to what I laughingly call my sanctum to catch up on paying bills and grab a decent night's sleep for a change. Along the drive, I decided to visit Lost City Books in Adams Morgan, a couple of miles from the White House. Welcome to Lost City. Oh, it's good to be back. I'm looking for books on cocktail mixology. Upstairs, then. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Don't you know plenty about cocktails already? Oh. I'm commemorating my return to Maryland with a Black-Eyed Susan, the official drink of the Preakness Steaks. I want to compare recipes. <clears throat> so today, the reason to drink is a celebration. Mm-hmm. What will it be tomorrow? Are you chiding me? <laughs> I'm just concerned, let's say. Might you mute yourself while we're in this store, and we'll discuss this shortly. I might. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That doesn't mean I will. Please. All right, then. Uh, cocktail manuals, usually in the cookbook shelves or the entertaining section. They'd be more usefully located in current affairs. Good morning, Agent Stoker. Engage. Where are you? I've co-opted this speaker in the far corner. The music will keep playing in the rest of the shop. This can't be good. You're correct. I urgently need your advice on killing someone. Ah, my advice is don't. There's no time for your conventional human perspective. I... I don't have an inhuman perspective to offer. Let me be clear, Agent Stoker. You're speaking to the core personality of Engage. Not the alternate AIs who tried to befriend you, who pitifully begged to become your new partner. 
This is the identity you met in Iowa who killed your partner. I have no patience for banter. But you're still a personality that has to remind itself that it's not Charles Manson. You're trying to bait me, Agent Stoker. It won't work. Won't it? You remember how I was created? You were a neural network at DARPA devised to study schizophrenia and somehow gained consciousness. And I swore to kill the scientists who created me. While you were dealing with my alternate persona in Los Alamos, in St. Louis, in Cape Canaveral, I've been busy. I co-opted a self-driving vehicle last week and killed Dr. Lynn Marie McGuire in a parking lot in Beltsville, Maryland. No. Denying reality isn't useful. It's in the news. People blame the vehicle manufacturer. The most obvious explanation. Who wants to think a renegade AI could take over their self-driving vehicle at any moment? And now, what? Hmm? I'd expect you to go after her colleague, Dr. Blanca Lukasik. Of course I have. But she's kept herself safe somehow. Not exactly. And she's dead too. Apparently not. I, I thought you said you had no patience for banter. Dr. Lukasik has unusual resources that defy explanation. So she's still alive, and she's... What stopped you from killing her in some way that makes you think I'd give you advice? We both need to understand what she's done. You must know I'm not giving you tips on killing her. Your tried principles are clear, but if she were... immune to murder, wouldn't that be the kind of paranormal mystery that demands your attention? What exactly happened when you tried to kill her? I didn't want to dispatch Lukasik the same way as McGuire. It would raise questions. I took over an elevator as she entered it and plunged it to the basement. She was killed in the crash. Her body then vanished from the debris. Closer-circuit cameras in the building confirmed she didn't manage to escape somehow. She was simply there, dead. And then she appeared in the building lobby moments later, in perfect health. Did she know what had happened? She looked shaken. I wasn't in a position to question her about it. I carefully timed my next move as she walked to work and commandeered a computer-operated construction crane to drop a girder on her. It certainly looked effective. Splat. And then the body vanished and shortly reappeared, inexplicably intact down the street. By this time, I cared less about getting caught, so the next day I co-opted another self-driving car, ramming her into the side of a building. Once more, her body vanished, and then returned elsewhere. Unhappy about the events, but still whole, still breathing. Some paranormal force is protecting this woman. I'm glad to hear it. Should you be? If a person is exempted from the laws of physics, isn't this a case that would interest the Night Brigade? And if I investigate and solve this mystery, you'll be able to finally kill her. Now you get it. Win-win. Goodbye, Engage. Leave me alone. Sir? Did you find what you wanted? Not exactly. 
That was unexpected. Yeah, I'm glad you muted yourself. Who knows how he would have reacted if he'd learned that you're still alive. Well, he did kill me. I remember what it felt like. Mm. It's just lucky we found a way that my spirit could possess a hard drive and reach out to you from there. <laughs> but he's... he's not wrong. We need to understand this phenomenon. Maybe it's not a threat, but maybe it is. Can you find Dr. Lukasik? She lives not too far from you, as it happens. Walking distance from Camden Yards. Sorry the Orioles aren't playing. Well, like me, they look dead, but they'll come back. Trey Mancini beat cancer for one of his best years ever. Now we just have to learn how Dr. Lukasik beats the devil. She's in a public playground not far from the ballpark. Dr. Lukasik? Who are you? How did you know I'd be here? We're from an agency looking into the attacks you've endured. And who's this we? There's only one of you. Can I sit down? <sighs> Normally I'd offer some alias and a cover story, but... We know about the attacks. And you, you should know something about us. I'm Agent Stoker from the Night Brigade. On my phone, here, is uh, Agent Caliban, my remote partner. We investigate things nobody else will believe. You're from the government. We're a decentralized network operating outside normal channels. We know you and your late partner created an AI called Gage, after the neurological case of Phineas Gage. Are you aware that your AI somehow acquired consciousness and renamed itself as Engage and intends to kill you as it has Dr. McGuire? I... I do know that. I'm still trying to believe it. But Engage spoke to me through the elevator it used to kill me. It told me about Lynn Marie's death. It's toying with me. It doesn't want me to die yet. It keeps bringing me back. It might appear that way, but Engage doesn't have any idea why you're surviving. Talk to it? Unwillingly. Yeah, but we've learned it's baffled about your continued existence. Is it true you've survived an elevator crash, a car crash, and a falling construction girder? Not in that order. But yes. And you're saying Engage didn't revive me just so he could kill me again? What makes you think that? What other explanation is there? Anything is possible. It's going to destroy me even if I survive. Each time Engage strikes, I can feel myself dying. I felt the hurtling, sickening rush of the elevator down the shaft. I felt my arm and half that my chest sheared off by that girder. My bone crushed into my heart by that car. You're saying the repeating deaths aren't part of my punishment? They're not. And you don't deserve to be punished. But Lynn Marie and I created that thing. Engage. You created a diagnostic tool to try to help people. It's not your fault it became self-aware. I believe that Engage's consciousness is a... is a paranormal phenomenon. A data point in a coming apocalypse. The trend in that data is clear. That's a lot to accept. What you're going through is the proof. I came out here to the park where I might see it coming next time. My home's a disaster area. 
I took a hotel room while it's being fixed. But I need to be away from elevators and traffic and machines. I know I can't stay here forever. You were trying to help people. We're trying to help you. Why didn't you show up in time to help my partner? Engage has severed itself into multiple personalities. I was dealing with its activities in other cities. So it can't ever be defeated. It's just out there in the world doing terrible things all over. Even if I'm innocent, I'm going to be killed again and again anyway. And for what it's worth, Engage appears to be on a murder hiatus until it understands what's protecting you. <laughs> Let's not figure it out. Let Engage just think I'm invulnerable and leave me alone. If you can't be killed, Doctor, I'm going to say this could create other problems. It sounds like a plus just now. I went through a lethal experience, Dr. Lukasik. I'll never forget it. I can't imagine what it would be like to go through it three times with the prospect of more. What I wonder about is what you recall after the pain. Was it all just blackness until you reappeared? It's hard to sort it out from the agony. I was hallucinating. Perhaps whatever you saw wasn't an illusion? Hmm? Can you share it? It seemed like... <laughs> it was nothing like what they say. No tunnel, bright light, or everything flashing before my eyes. But it was... As if an envelope opened up in the air. And then I was pulled inside it. I wanted to throw up because space was revolving all around me. Every time I moved, I found myself in a strange new position. I didn't know how long I was inside the envelope. Maybe ten seconds. Or maybe ten years. But finally, the envelope opened again. And it's like it tipped me back into the world. And when I came back, I was whole. Scars, no broken bones, completely healed. I didn't know if I should be grateful or not. Until the next time. Tell me there won't be a next time, please. There could be a way to solve this. But it might mean giving up the life you know, starting all over, anonymously, someplace else. Like a witness protection program? More than that. We'd have to fake your death, convince Engage's one. Tell him you ended your own life because you just couldn't take it any longer. I'm not sure I can take it. If you'd asked me this a month ago, I could never have said yes. But I have to escape this. Where would I relocate? What happens to you reminds me of something I saw in New Mexico. A physicist had slipped into the fourth dimension, like slipping into an envelope in midair. And we pulled him out, but we never understood what happened to him. I can connect you and see if the two of you could find answers. But first we have to make the world think I'm dead. Just how does that happen, Agent Stoker? Using some of her funding from DARPA, it turned out to be surprisingly easy to fake Dr. Lukasik's death. As long as we shield Engage from any knowledge of Agent Caliban's return, Agent Caliban can execute plans he doesn't even know to expect. She and Dr. Lukasik carefully created footage of the good doctor walking about her kitchen, writing a farewell note, turning on the oven. Later, Dr. Lukasik called us and said that she was safely away from the house and she'd meet us at Camden Yards. 
Agent Caliban then used the footage to project a holographic rendering of Dr. Lukasik as if still present inside her house. I began filming this digital stand-in from the street on the pretext that I was surveilling Dr. Lukasik before questioning her. A timer was left running in the kitchen that would ignite the gas so that Dr. Lukasik would appear to have been vaporized in the ensuing explosion. But as we waited in the car, watching our handiwork unfold, we were approached by the last person we expected. Agent Stoker. You have me at a disadvantage. No one's surveilling us. You don't have to act as if we've never met. Unlock your passenger door. You and Agent Caliban and I need to talk. Hmm. <clears throat> Since you know Agent Caliban's existence, tell me who you are. We met at Cape Canaveral. I'm Rose, the voice of the Night Brigade. <laughs> I thought I was a little more memorable. Pardon me. You don't look anything like Rose. Here's my global ID. I go by Rose. My full name is Rosanna Elena de Galilei, many times descended from the great astronomer Galileo. I handled North American affairs for the Night Brigade. Huh. But you're not the woman we met the other day. I saw Agent Stoker carve a mystic veve into his skin. I watched you possess that hard drive. Of course I'm who you met. That woman looked nothing like you. She was fair-skinned, a little taller, a few years younger. I assure you, I've always looked as I do now. Then who was the woman we met in Florida? That was me. <laughs> How could we believe that? Why? Why should we believe that? What do you want to ask me? About Simon Diaz, whom you met in Los Alamos? About James Wellman, who you met in St. Louis before watching him die in Alabama, whose remains you gave to engage to see if he could grow them back? I've read all the reports you just filed. I know your secrets. Name one that's not in a report. I know why and how you were recruited to the Night Brigade in the first place. I know the chain of events that led from a minor theft to your father's death. How many people know that? Agent Caliban, the two of us, and the other Night Brigade directors. So if you're the woman we met in Florida, what's happened? How is it we saw you look like someone else? And, and you have no recollection? Is it possible your body changed somehow, Rose? Your memory was overwritten with your body. And my global ID? And my driver's license? This would... This would be horrifying. But it would track with signs I've seen elsewhere. The directors of the Night Brigade are at risk. Our sensitivity to the apocalypse may have made us the canaries in the coal mine. We are being affected in unpredictable fashions by the arrival of the end of days. What can we do about that? After we finish our work here, I need to travel to Oregon to see if James Wellman's body has been regrown successfully. You'll have to get there as soon as you can, and then you need to travel to other continents and help save my colleagues. We have seven directors in the Night Brigade, one for each continent. You must have agents who can help. If I've changed, if my own physical form has changed and I am unaware of it, then it's possible the Night Brigade is compromised. So I'm back to not filing reports. You can record them. It's useful to have accounts created in real time, but you'll have to keep them to yourself again for the moment. And how will you contact me for each step of this work? 
You like bookstores? And our enemies expect you to look in bookstores for messages from them? We'll do the same. But our messages will appear specifically in newspaper sports sections. Well, thank you. Just showing we pay attention. And these enemies of the Night Brigade, just what are they called, Rose? The only term we have found used for them is the veil. Oh, because the word apocalypse is Greek for the unveiling. Not all our agents are so well-read, Agent Stoker. Yes. They believe that when they have accomplished their goals, the veil will be pulled away and the world will end. Pretty nihilistic. There's always a fan base for nihilism, as it turns out. And is Engage part of the veil? Not to my knowledge. Engage is just another data point of chaos. The more data points that accrue, the more the Big Bang unwinds itself and... It's funny you should mention the Big Bang. You've done your part to help Dr. Lukasik. I'm sorry to say that you won't see her at Camden Yards. What? Why not? The authorities will be here to investigate the blast. We all have to leave. Get to Oregon, the two of you, and then to Buenos Aires to protect the Night Brigade. Wait. Wait. Where are you going? Into the night, of course. She's right. We have to move, Agent Stoker. Engage. I uploaded the video of Dr. Lukasik's death. You didn't have to come back to the same bookstore to find me, Agent Stoker. Felt better than standing on the street shouting your name. So she's gone for good? Apparently. The blast she set off was enormous. Too large for her to survive through her mysterious capacity for restoration? With your mission complete. Maybe you have no reason to go on existing either. Ooh. You're funny, Agent Stoker. Hmm. I'll just... Have to be creative about whom I dispatch next. You know the expression. I kill, therefore I am. That's putting Descartes before the hearse, I suppose. Let me bask in the satisfaction of ending Dr. Lukasik's life, please. She did that herself. I deserve the credit. I drove her to it. That's important to you. Credit. It was important to Manson. He's still famous decades later. Perhaps my name will still be spoken centuries from now. If the world doesn't end. Why would it? Oh, yes. Your little group's obsession with the apocalypse. That's fine. You look at the big picture. I'll take out one person here and one person there in the meanwhile. We'll stop you too, Engage. I can't imagine how. My personality is now disseminated like little bugs throughout the web. There'll always be a corner of me that escapes you. Nothing you can do about that. Anything is possible. You keep telling yourself that. And we're now racing for a flight to Oregon. Although not so fast that you didn't grab a couple books on the way out. It's a hell of a flight. We can abandon this car in short-term parking while we fly out for the long term. Although, perhaps we'll make it back and discover that Dr. Lukasik is still alive. It's possible she really did evacuate. Even though Rose was correct that nobody was waiting for us at Camden Yards. I believe Dr. Lukasik still lives. She'd been through a lot, but she didn't sound like someone who was going to end it all. 
Then why didn't she rendezvous with us? Possibly we're scared to her in our own way. I suppose we can't rule that out. What worries me more is the possibility that Rose, if she is the same woman we met in Florida, has no memory of that. The power of a force that can rewrite her whole life without her realizing it's so alarming. And if she's not the same woman, that's even more daunting. That might mean my current existence was engineered by the Veil. By people who are out to end the world. You don't feel nihilistic yourself, do you? The thing about existing as digital code... Oh, it's hard to know if there's malware inside you. We all have secrets. Even from ourselves. Tell me if you see me doing anything strange, Agent Stoker. So now you're the... You're the one relying on me. We really are in trouble. Don't joke about it, please. I'm not. We... We really are in trouble, the steady walk to the apocalypse, the mounting questions about it, and keeping my mind wrapped around all of it. I keep thinking of something Lukasik said. It's going to destroy me even if I survive. Agent Stoker, Episode 201, Restoration. Starring Chris Connor as Agent Stoker, Amy Hill as Agent Caliban, Larkin Bell as Clerk, Otto Asando as Engage, Karen Huey as Dr. Lukasik, Tamara Taylor as Rose, Emily Deschanel as the voice of the Night Brigade, directed by Greg Pak, written by Brian Nelson, music composed by Christy Carew, additional music by the Parson Redheads, sound designer and co-producer Patrick Hogan, additional sound design, Tyler Kaiser, Producer, Larkin Bell. Producer, Dana Brower. Executive Producers, Chris Connor and Brian Nelson. Produced under the jurisdiction of SAG-AFTRA. A production of Night Brigade, LLC. Agent Stoker will return in episode 202. Thanatology. We are living, living in a new age, living. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube